Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue the intro music. Happy New Year, my friend. Welcome to 2018, although we are still committed to Season 1. Happy New Year to you as well. Yes, indeed. I was I was wondering if we should start a new paradigm in which we change based on years, but no. I think we keep no, going. No, I think you know now we can have three firm different calendars. You know, I live on a school year academic calendar... The rest of the world right. lives on a fiscal year business calendar, and uh, the fantasy Quarters, tools live yeah. on a uh, pitchers and catchers reporting day calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. It's much better that way. Any any resolutions for 2018? You believe in resolutions? I don't have any. I, I, I've put together like real hard, fast resolutions a couple times, but typically it's just like, nope, we're going to hunker back down. The things that I try to do every single year. No drinking on weekdays. <laughs> Working out at least five times a week. So the the tradition That's the traditional it, yeah. list is what you're saying. <laughs> no, there's yeah, there are like some traditional, really boring ones that I've got every single year. It's like, no, we're gonna recommit to that. Alright. Alright, I'll accept that. Um You got anything this year you're gonna try for? No, you know what? I'm I uh, I sort of resolved to do resolutions as they come up and not be tied to a specific day. So we'll see about that. We'll see how I do with that. <laughs> Make, Maybe I'll go vegan. Maybe, I think, think I'll sense. probably go vegan again for a month. Oh my god! It, this month? No, or no, can't can't with uh, with travel this month. It's really hard to do on the road. Yeah, it's really hard. Really hard. Yeah. It's hard enough to do like in the comfort of your own home. It's really hard to do on the road. You need to be ready for like a dietary change like that. Yeah. Like you need to have yeah, you need to have all the materials in your house. Even if it's just like vegetarian for like a couple There's of weeks. There's a lot of planning. Yeah, agreed. There's some planning. Yeah. Um so I've got an idea. Okay. This year. Um this is not a New Year's resolution, but we've kicked around the idea of a book club. And I keep on seeing tweets about um the book of dust or whatever ah uh, phil yeah, yeah, phil yeah. pull you want to do it. it do you want to just let's do it do you want to just say you know, that's a perfect i think that's a perfect travel on the road book for me too book club kicking it off so i guess we'll uh we'll set aside the number of chapters that we want to talk about all right we'll fi- we'll figure that out we'll uh we'll see how quickly we we make it through it one other thing for me um do you, you like to write thank you notes sit down write thank you notes for gifts I do. I do them. I guess this was more of a PSA, like, we got to sit down and write our thank you notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's and, that time uh, of year, If you're listening guys. to this, you also probably have to sit down and write thank you notes. <laughs> sit down, write thank you notes. Um, you, but you know what you need to be thanking people for. Yeah. It's, not, it's not necessarily everything. Yeah. How many, like, how 
far do you get in the family before you write thank you notes? Like, I assume you don't write thank you notes to your parents. Well, now that I don't live in the same place, I do. Oh, I see. All right, this week on the pod, I'm actually going to talk about some baseball. Uh, I had a had a real what? hankering to look at some stats, and so I, I found some. I worked pretty hard to get some. And Eric is going to talk about the Fantasy Tools New Year's resolutions or plans. Or, sure. I don't know. We'll see. Sure. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Did you know that baseball actually also migrates south for the winter? And if you (laughs) look really hard, you can find the stats for the four leagues that exist for winter ball um, in a really terribly formatted table on the MLB website. Like, they clearly have invested nothing in keeping this up. Nice. That's what I like to hear. So there's there's the Caribbean leagues. There's an Arizona Fall League that sort of falls under this purview. There's um, an Australian league. I think I had totally blocked that out until I went. I had not known that. I looked at the stats this week, which includes a team, the the Canberra Cavalry. You know, the thing that I like about off-season ball is that they have the same quality of names as minor league teams. <laughs> like the lowest minor league teams yeah <laughs> yeah like we do not actually take this seriously uh but as i was looking at this and these stats are actively accruing like these games are happening now but i realized yeah. i have absolutely no clue what these stats mean and so and why would and we? why <laughs> would we exactly and so i decided to try and figure out well the ultimate goal was to figure out if there's anything useful that we could learn from this Basically, you're getting hints about minor leaguers more than anything else. Those are the the guys that Mm -hmm. are playing and these guys that want to keep getting more reps, like as many reps as possible against the highest level of competition that you can get. Okay. Right. And for the most part, these are guys who are a year away from being a year away. That's exactly right. Or they're the guys that they fill out the... They fill out their minor league rosters with. <laughs> so there's a bunch of like yep, yep. 27, 28 year olds in here as well, like guys that are trying to squeeze a few last dollars out of playing baseball somewhere. Okay. Um, so I have no idea what the stats mean, so I was trying to figure out what we can actually do. And so what I hit upon was trying to calibrate the stats by finding guys that actually accumulated PAs in the MLB last year and see what oh, see, see what their stats going. are doing and so try and make a try and make a you know bootstrap a metric for what the quality of baseball that is there so it's similar to okay. if you try if you look at if you want to evaluate how well an MLB player is doing on their rehab stint or in the minors and if they're ready to go to the next level um, I was curious if we could get anything out of that uh, what I found is that there are no appreciable differences between the distributions. So, of those different leagues, of the leagues versus the MLB. So, what I did here, what I'm showing you, is a plot of okay. all the the at bats that have been accumulated as a function of batting average. So, it's at bats versus batting average for an individual player and at-bats versus okay. home runs. The red points right. are all of the distribution, all the guys that are playing in the off-season leagues, and the black points are guys that have played in the MLB in 2017. Yeah, and there's... N- except for, like, the real um, outliers, there's no real signal in the noise. I can't find a signal in the noise here, which made me wonder... 
like, huh, okay, does this mean that we should take, so I thought two things, does this mean that we should take these at face value, and the guys that are doing well in these leagues are actually worth a look at, or does this mean that these stats are completely useless and it's just reps? That one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, and maybe I'm just like really working at something here to because I really want you know actively accruing baseball stats desperately right now. Wait, so, but this is sort of getting to something that we're always sort of curious about. Like, is baseball at any level just about making sure that both sides are competitive? And then you're going to have roughly the same stats? Um, you know, I've, I've wondered that as well, but I would think that certain MLB players would be blowing it out of the, blowing it out of the park here. You, right, you'd think that. So who are some of the guys that you were thinking would be sure. um, jumping so, off the Sure, so we'll cut, we'll cut to the bottom, page. we'll cut to the bottom here, um, and I'll come back to this, which is, um, is there a point of keeping tr- an eye on these guys? Is anyone changing their stock? And yep. you, my friend, should be interested oh, in boy. somebody who's out there right now accumulating quite a good number of PAs good. here. Starling Marte wow. is is actively out there knocking some baseballs around. Yeah, because for some reason he didn't get nearly as many games played. Yeah, it's as, so weird. Like, you know, I have no clue why that his is. Age. No clue. Just didn't show up for a while must have been something in the family oh must have been something in the family is that what it was yeah i mean oh it very well could have been something in the family if you know what i'm saying but um something (laughs) altering his genes (laughs) well said so starling martin's out there so he's you know out there trying to get reps and he actually is doing quite well like he jumps off the page um if you're looking at the stats that are actually there so Good. That, to me, was a point in favor of, oh, these stats actually matter. We actually should look at these guys. And guys that are doing well, we can learn something from that. Um, and I had one near and dear to my heart on here, which is Manny Margot is also down there to accumulate some stats in the Dominican League. And uh, he's doing everything that you you would hope that somebody would be would be doing in his position, getting out there, stealing a bunch of bases. Maybe he's going to be able to... Um keep up his toward pace <laughs> i i would hope so uh but just to put some numbers on this starling Marte um is basically he's accumulated another 112 at bats against basically i would say this is this looks to be about triple a based on the the general quality somewhere between double a AA and triple a based on sort of where all the guys that are playing land if you look them up um and he's he's got 31 hits in 112 at-bats with three home runs, and I think that's about all you can ask for for him. Yeah. I mean, he's not actively doing badly. That's, uh, I mean, is that what we're looking at? Is this just binary system here? I think, I think that's about it. I mean, I think maybe what we should take away from looking at these plots is that the outliers are the only thing that's interesting in these plots. <laughs> yeah, so if you have a player in those, then... Uh, I also was interested in a little bit at the the minor league baseball prospect level, just sort of doing some spot checks on guys that appear high up in, in prospect lists. 
this is a great time to sort of try and get your get your feet under you if you're in a league that has a minor league system and you're looking long term. Uh, just check up on the guys that are the top 20 in the list and make sure that nothing's going crazy. Um, so far, all the guys who are in the top 20 of the Fangraphs list, which is the one that I looked at that are playing, are doing pretty well. And so if you are in a longer-term league, I would look up uh, and see if these guys are available. Victor Robles, Francisco Mejia. And then if you're looking for a speed specialist, Eloy Jimenez is amazing, like really fast. And uh, if you're looking for power, and this could be power this year, Ronald Acuna might be somebody to look up. Ronald Kuna is the, making the rounds on these kind of lists. And man, so. does he have power. He is really cracking some home runs this year uh, or this winter already. And so let me just talk about my eventual goal. That's sort of where the, the analytics right. end right here. And so what was the point of doing this whole thing? The goal here is for my own selfish purposes is that in our league, we do have a fairly deep minor league um, roster and so I'm thinking, starting to turn over the stat, the strategy for this upcoming fantasy year, thinking about who do we bring up, who do we want to have sitting in those minor league spots that might actually make an impact later in the year. Uh, I don't really have a way that I'm ready to approach that problem yet, but this is something that's getting me back into analyzing the small stats, numbers, and thinking about the minor league. And I got to watch a couple baseball uh, cuts feel pretty good about that oh did you i you know just little highlights but yeah yeah analyzing some swings you know me eric and i talk about food a lot and we do have some pretty vehement disagreements but this one may yet be our most intense did you just drop the l from localvore no it's it is locavore oh my god wow it it's localvore no dude it's Okay, ready? I'm going to Google Localvor right now. This is going to be settled by which one has more Google hits. 334,000 for Localvor. 2.2 million for Locavor. This is a travesty. <laughs> All right, Michael. 2018 is upon us. Not quite the end of the uh, podcast season yet, but... <laughs> should start t- talking about how we can make things a little bit smoother for for ourselves. Um, so why not start by talking about adding more work? <laughs> Side league. You're right. What was I thinking? Why not talk about adding more work indeed? We we talk about adding more work, and then, then we clean everything up so it's the same amount of work. It's like, I don't know, it's like cutting trillions of dollars in taxes and then saying that it's going to be a net we are neutral. not a political podcast let me remind you i just unless I this just... is a new leaf that we're turning over in 2018 no it's not. <laughs> okay <laughs> um so side leak um there was i i saw some ad for one i believe it's called the great fantasy baseball invitational mm-hmm. fan tracks i don't know anything about fan tracks uh quite quite honestly but you know what? I put in a submission for us. Maybe we can get involved. Five by five roto. Fifteen team leagues, right? Fifteen. They the idea is that they're going to have several fifteen team leagues. Deep. And then be but that's like, going to be deep. I mean, the yeah. rosters are big. Like that's going to be something else. <laughs> yeah, and this is not head to head. I know this is really interesting. But this is like 
this is primed for the best artist. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it really is. Maybe we should just go out is, seeking things that we can so we can find as many leagues to apply the best Ardo strategy in and tell people what we're doing. Chris Davinsky is a number one overall pick for this team. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Really reaching on all the middle relievers. I think, you know, it's crazy to think a year ago we were, you know, nowhere. Think about all the things that have changed about this in a year. Yeah, everything, nothing is different, but everything has changed. Yes. I, <laughs> you know, I thought about that for a second. Well, no, you're absolutely right. That's really true. Um, it's, yeah, everything from, like, sound quality of our podcast to, like, it actually being able to be done in a did not agree just amount of time <laughs> i mean but i think that sort of gets to the next uh-huh. point that i want to talk about and that's the one that i really want to talk about for uh maybe hash out some stuff topic choices picking and planning topics how do we make some like how do we go about this with a little bit more intelligence rather than just like whatever we're interested <laughs> in in a week i think we need an, i mean we've we've kicked this idea around before but I think we need an overarching storyline that we're going to tell over the course of the year, at least for one half of the podcast. Like topic one is always part of a larger storyline. Topic two is a more present, this is what we're doing right now. This is something that's applicable in on my team right now. And I okay. think we sort of started that last year in a pretty lazy way at the beginning of the year when we were doing the reviews of the all the stats and we did a week on each of the five right. major stats um, or the ten major stats, we could do something mm-hmm. like that again with a different spin and then have an eventual goal of where that all goes. Um, what the overarching storyline for the year is, I'm not 100% sure. One of the things that we talked about was... Um, getting into fantasy from a total scratch point if you started completely from scratch but then when we talked a little bit further we decided that that wasn't really our target audience so how do we work at sort of the mid-level people that are trying to take their teams to a higher level what sort of a storyline can we tell there can you remember being at that that point um, yes, actually I can. And, you know, because it, it was much more recent for me, if we're being honest, <laughs> than it was for you. <laughs> 27. <Yeah. laughs> you know, uh, earlier this year, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think my point, uh, the, thing that, the thing that really cuts it for me is the, the guys at the peripheral. Like, something that, was, that really stuck with me was when, right when we started this, we talked about roster construction thoughts. And you said... I, I I imagine the last two spots on my roster being hitting side being a revolving door. Like I never sit yep. on those guys for very long. If they're not regularly in my lineup, a standby part of my lineup, I'm just rotating those guys. And so I th- I thought a lot about as I was making this transition to being a, a more active fantasy owner, um, how do you identify the guys that go in that spot? And so maybe that's sort of the an overarching story that we can think about like how do you play that that margin and start to identify guys that might be useful in your roster mike i think what you're dancing around is the white whale that we've been talking about for a little while here game theory (laughs) uh 
I I, I think this is a game theory season. This could be a really good game theory season. Wow. This is a game theory season. Well, season two is the game theory season. <laughs> well, we are we are yes, we are planning for season two. We are not. Yeah. So does that mean we start everybody start researching? game theory <laughs> go get your intro textbook everybody go to the library <laughs> that would... i don't think phil pull is gonna have much game theory in there <laughs> but could be wrong well, well we'll analyze the decision making process of all the characters with that in mind now for sure uh that's a really interesting thing and it's i can definitely see that being an overarching an overarching storyline you're both salivating and terrified? 100%. <laughs> I would say 100% to both of those. Uh, I would love to be able to utilize it. I'm terrified that we will put in a ton of effort and at the end of the year just be like, man, game theory, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is we have to. I think that we're doing this and we're both like, you know, most of what we're getting out of this podcast is what we're teaching ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Whether that be like, whether that be Python <laughs> web scraping or like how to actually manage your roster in fantasy, Michael. Come on. So I think that that's going to be valuable as like an underlying, we're trying to understand game theory in general, but then how can we figure out some like, motifs along the way that are actually useful little tidbits we're not gonna we're not gonna write the book on game theory for fantasy no but if we can bring in some ideas like um the 80 20 rule or like go back to our nuclear holocaust um (laughs) example i think those are those are super helpful yeah, I, I actually like that idea a lot. And I picture this sort of being a, like a multi-act play. Like the whole, like we basically have little, we have little vignettes that are part of an overarching storyline so that we end up with a conclusion basically every month during the season about game. Yeah, game. I'm in. All right. And then last, so that'll help us pick our topics, I guess. I'm in. So last... Sloan <laughs> Sports Analytics Conference. We are ready to think about it again. <laughs> I've I just reread the paper. Love love most of it. <laughs> Still feel like we had like a week that we should have um, a week to really perfect. Oh, so it. you mean if we'd stuck to our target timeline, we would be happy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> No, right. If we didn't spend. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, which is, that's a good proof of purchase, right? Yeah. Right there. Um, so, a couple of things that we need to, that we should probably talk about finishing up. So, we have a paper. I want to share it with our listeners. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of revisions that I'm going to make. Mm-hmm. Like really basic stuff, and then clean up my K-means clustering section tidbit. I'm going to strip out the Sloan um, 
paraphernalia in the in the actual paper. Mm. Why am I the trappings, if you will, um, the Sloan trappings, um, and then number one, we got to figure out where we can post that. GitHub number two. We should probably <laughs> number two <laughs> GitHub. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> clean up the uh, the GitHub page. Uh, yeah, the whole project. That's mostly right? that's mostly on me. I mean, yeah, you you took it you took it from me and you ran. It was like it was like I gave I handed we were like passing back and forth a uh, bucket full of water. We were like you know sloshing it like and then all of a sudden you're just like no i'm gonna get this i'm gonna take this to the burning house <laughs> just ran with it water sloshing everywhere i, I like, think my 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 i could i could grab a handle nope <laughs> like huge amounts i yeah i did keep like just producing very large amounts of stuff it's like I it's just like seeing like the variations and being like I don't know if Michael just reran like a hundred lines of code or one line of code if he had functions I have no idea so we should probably get that and while we're still you know a month later um, still in it um, get that all cleaned up do we want to develop a site package at the end of this yeah absolutely I think okay the the goal would be to um, to just you know download and and run completely from scratch. Yeah, anyone can do that. Right. You want to wrap this sucker up? You know I do because you know what we're going to talk about here. Oh my gosh! Why do we always have to talk about the Vikings? <sighs> you know the answer to why we have to talk about the Vikings. Thirteen and three. Thing that I really didn't like. I'm just going to go for a second. Okay. Thing that I really didn't like oh, is boy. that on Twitter there they had this post <laughs> second best record ever. And the only thing I could think when I saw that is yeah, and how did that season end up? And <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you post that? Like, uh, okay. Anyway, 13 wins, feel pretty good about this. Leapfrogged two teams leapfrogged both the Steelers and the Eagles in the Super Bowl winning likelihood and 538's mm-hmm. ELO with what was actually mm-hmm. a pretty good win over the Bears. For some reason, they played all the starters the entire game, which I found a little concerning. Like, not oh, clear yeah. why we decided to do that unless Mike Zimmer is just like, the only way I'm going to solve this problem of the quarterback thing is if I get Case Keenum really hurt. And so, like, <laughs> let this get like, solved. What was for his me. theory there? I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, nineteen um, percent up from sixteen percent, up from fourteen percent. I got to tell you, second most likely to win the Super Bowl now. Come on, man. A lot of people are picking a Vikings Pat Super Bowl. I don't even know what would happen. I've been, I, in, I have not been very careful about this i've definitely started the trash talk already (laughs) so i i can't help myself man it's looking so good it looks so good i just want to say we're rooting for the saints and the falcons i think right 
<laughs> whoa, whoa. Wee. Okay. okay. This is, no. Uh, for just a minute, put yourself in the mind of a Vikings fan. All right. So I'm wearing purple. You're wearing purple. You might have horns right. on your hat. You know, just a bunch of things here. Do you want – I think we want the Falcons – I think you'd rather the Saints and the Rams to win, okay. but I I think that it's it's a toss up between the Rams and the and the Falcons. All right. Well, we're gonna have another week to talk about this, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You're not playing next <laughs> week. Oh, I know we're not playing next week. Last thing on this on the playoffs. If I told you before the year that there was going to be a Buffalo Jacksonville playoff game, like what would you say to that? Like. Uh, in I would say we're really adding an NIT <laughs> tournament. What? <laughs> yeah, that's like the ultimate console. Sounds like the ultimate consolation prize bowl. Oh, do they have to play for the <laughs> for the number one pick? What, what's going on? What a what a bizarre game! What a bizarre game! Absolutely, that'll be. And what, like, just if you just look at the two teams. What a bizarre game yeah, that they're going to be playing. I know. <laughs> Those I know. two teams are. Are they going to. Do you think hard. they're going <laughs> to. They're going to replace Tyrod Taylor at the half just for funsies again? Like, oh, you know, why not? Let's just put him to backup. No, I'd say they'd replace him at the end of the first quarter, <laughs> bring him back at the beginning of the fourth. That's actually probably the right call. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Blake Bortles just sitting there. This is. Uh, it's just. Couldn't have been stacked up better for Buffalo. Just absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah, absolutely. I was so I was wrong, down to the wire. But um, I was wrong. I said Seattle was going to make it in. The Falcons weren't. Good. Thank you. Thank you for that mea culpa. I was waiting for that. (laughs) Okay, but like you did watch the results, right? (laughs) Yes. Panthers just basically said, "Ole, like go ahead, Falcons." Why yeah, it was not? it was a weird one. I I don't understand because I think they don't they didn't want to see the they didn't want to end up facing Seattle in any sort of way in the playoffs. No, I think they they knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's right. Ah, so frustrating. But I was I I mean I felt pretty good after they beat that Cowboys team. I was like, this is I I might be right what here. Weird. Yeah, what a weird year it's been. Well, that about brings us to the review session. I'm just going to call this non-traditional sushi. Does that work for you? I think that's the right way to call it. And what you mean by that, let me just make sure that I'm clear, is the the uh, new appearance of things like sushi burritos and sushi burgers that have been appearing on menus. Yep, 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 yep. I haven't tried one. Keep seeing them. I know. It's very tempting. You heard about the um, the sushi burrito food truck in No. Yes, yes. It apparently sells out like really early, wicked early, <laughs> as someone from um, my place. No of one in Minnesota say. saying that, but yes, no uh, one in Minnesota would say that though. The, what do you think about them? Like I. My my gut reaction is that how can you possibly get the ratios right? <sighs> yeah, no, exactly. The big problem is 
as I bring up the Yelp page for Sushi Burrito, <laughs> the big problem to me is like, that would be super expensive to have like a burrito's worth of sushi grade fish. Yes. <laughs> yes, it would. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking like, I I could probably go on for hours about a five dollar burrito, <laughs> the best one that I had in, in Utah. Five dollar burrito out, out of a you know, out of a truck. Every third one made you feel <laughs> not that great. That five dollars does but not get amazing. you far in the uh, sushi grade tuna game. Five five dollars doesn't even get you the rice <laughs> in the <laughs> sushi rice in there. So. That's problem number one. Like a, like a real the size burrito that I would want in sushi would be sixty dollars. <laughs> I don't know what way to take that. I don't know if that means that you're picturing a really big burrito or if you're just a little bit of both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B here. So maybe maybe we just need to both, you know, maybe we have a homework assignment to go out and try one pretty soon. Okay, another homework assignment. Another okay. homework assignment. I um I know where I can go. You know where you can go. This is my prediction for what happens, is that one of us loves it, one of us hates it. All right, well, that about wraps it up. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst luck to you, buddy. Worst luck to you, too. Yeah!